Welcome, friend. We are so glad you've joined us to listen in as ordinary people share their extraordinary stories of how one man changed their lives forever. No two stories are the same, yet it's our hope that you'll relate enough to want to meet the same man all our listeners have met. Listen as my friends tell me about a man that gave them hope and love beyond their wildest imaginations. Donna Lester, welcome to Tell Me About a Man podcast. Hello, thank you. So glad to be, um, we are actually meeting in your church. We are. Minko First Baptist, yes. Minko, Oklahoma. And how long have y'all been here? Four years next month. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's such a blessing. And I love hearing how much you love it. Oh, yeah. So it's pretty cool. I always like to start the podcast off with a little bit of um, icebreakers and kind of get you a little comfortable. Uh-oh. What is <laughs> what is um, something on your bucket list? On my bucket list? Hmm. I don't know that I even have a bucket list. How strange is that? I need to show you my bucket list. <laughs> it's on my phone and it keeps growing. Every time I see a commercial for anything, it's on it's, you know, I will say this so that way when Mike hears it, he will laugh. Um, I really want to go to SeaWorld and Disneyland. Okay. It's a great yes. bucket list. Yeah. Yeah. SeaWorld. We were supposed to do that for our, our honeymoon. And we pulled up to SeaWorld. And just like um, Vacation with Chevy Chase. Oh, yeah. <laughs> literally, there were two people sitting in chairs at the gate. They had closed the weekend before. Oh my gosh! That was you were literally the movie. <laughs> it was, yes. I told Mike, let's go get some water guns, just like Chevy did. Right, and just break in and do it. But I you didn't. To see Shamu. But no, you didn't. No, we didn't. We packed up and went home. Saved all sorts of money. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course you did. <laughs> yes. That's another course. podcast. How Donna <laughs> saves money, and Gina doesn't. <laughs> Um, okay, so the next um, icebreaker question would be cake or chips and salsa? Chips and salsa. All day. You're my people. <laughs> yeah. All day. And Every that day. that question so far, we've recorded several, and it's like three chips and salsas, zero cakes. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Obviously, I'm interviewing the correct people. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about Donna and what life looked like growing up. Um, where you come from, really up until the moment that you met Jesus. Just give me a little background on yourself. Okay. Um, I grew up in northeastern Oklahoma, up in green country. Um, I've always lived in a small town. Um, I lived in no water. And yes, before you ask, they have water. Um, and I lived there until I was about six, sixth grade, and then I moved to Oshaleta which Mike happily calls enchilada, but it's really Oshalada. So Does it start with an O or an E? O. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oshalada. So, um, growing up, I grew up in a family who my parents weren't really uh, taught how to be parents. Mm-hmm. So they did, they did what they could. I didn't grow up in a church um, household. In fact, I was the kid that you see at church that um, the church van brought them to church, mm-hmm. dropped them off. I was at everything. I was at the VBSs, and not only at one church, but I was at every church in town. 
they were having something I wanted to go um was it because you were social or because you didn't want to be at home because I did not want to be at home okay yeah and it was it's kind of a weird mixture because I didn't want to stay I didn't want to be outside of my home like I wouldn't spend the night with friends I wouldn't do that but I think going to those churches, I seen that life was different in those mm. churches. You could see love from something. people, yeah. And so, and like I said, it is every church in town. I hit mm -hmm. them all, you know. Um, well, no, I guess it's ten years old. I went to church camp my first time, and went down front. The Lord spoke to me. He was like, "I love you," and and that's mm -hmm. what it was. In every place I went, I'm searching for love, for mm -hmm. to fit in to be special I guess my dad he worked his whole life so he, he was a hard worker so he was gone from the house a lot mom was the wife that wanted everything to be perfect for dad so her focus was on dad mm. and so and um, there's six years difference between me and my brother so there wasn't um, a relationship like a real good relationship mm -hmm. there um, and then top that off mom and dad liked to party mm. you know they were both young when they had me you know mm -hmm. mom was really young she was 15 you know so oh, wow. so they were growing up while they were trying to raise a child too so I feel that so um I went to church camp that preacher I remember him telling saying God loves you so much how old were you 10 okay between 8 and 10 mm -hmm. um I look back and I'm like, how did they let me go at that age? But I don't know. They did. <laughs> um, and um, I knew then that I was the Lord's. Mm. Had no relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Which it, for some people, they don't understand that. Or they don't even think that's... Some Christians don't even think that's possible. But I knew I was the Lord's. Mm. I knew he had me in his hand and he was going to take care of me. And then I grew up. Like I said, Mom heavy alcoholic dad heavy worker so yeah because just pause there just because you're the lord's and you have this peace about you that you know you're loved unconditionally you know that you're protected that doesn't change things at home that doesn't change the culture no. that you're in absolutely so life the world is still happening around you and when we say the world we mean very worldly things are still happening oh, around absolutely. you absolutely okay yeah i've seen things that i cringe and it, it makes me almost sick to my stomach to think that my kids could have seen that. Right. You know, and so, um, and, you know, it took me many, many years, but I don't, I'm not mad at my parents. Mm. Like I said, they, they knew no different. Mm -hmm. um, now, fast forward, that's why in my adult life and my um, relationship as it has matured, that's why it's so important um, that me as a mom, me as a wife, me as a Christian, need to show people um, how they should be. Mm -hmm. That sounds kind of conceited. Mm. Um, mm -mm. I just want people... You carry that burden. Yes. I mm -hmm. want people to know that, that although we are the Lord's, um, we are not perfect. Mm -hmm. But we keep striving every single day for that. So, but um, then fast forward, went to high school basketball star went to college um because you're how tall i am six two i think i'm starting to shrink it happens to all of us even us five four people <laughs> so i'm gonna start wearing platform shoes now <laughs> whatever so <laughs> no um 
basketball star, went to college. Um, like I said, I, always, I grew up in a small town. Going to college where I was semi-protected, you mm. know, um, sheltered. I was very sheltered. My, that's one thing that even though my mom, I could, she was very, uh, she had her thumb on me. Mm. Until she was passed out drunk in the chair. Mm. But um, I never snuck out. I take that back. I just lied to you. I snuck out one time. <laughs> and it was the worst experience of my whole entire life. Um, but I could have done, you know, I would go to the parties. But I was the designated driver. <laughs> I I could have done so many more things. But once again... Um, There's oh, a spirit of good choices about you. There was. Mm. And there was. Um, now, when I got a little bit older, out of high school, those choices, you know, as as, as I was running, those choices were not as good. Mm-hmm. Um, then I go to college at Hillsdale Free Will College. It's now something else. It's in Norman, right? More. More, yeah. It's called something else. Oh, mm-hmm. Randall. Randall. Randall University. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and... I, so you went pretty far from home. A couple hours, right? Oh, yeah. 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 It was about two and a half hours. Um, and part of going to school there is you had to be at church every Sunday morning. Oh. Yeah. You had to be at church. You had to bring a bulletin to prove that you were at church. Um, I mean, it was, you know, so I was, um, the Lord was uh, drawing me in. Holding you accountable. Oh, he was. He, um, I remember at one time I tore my ACL. Um, I lost my best friend. Um, my boyfriend at the time, who was a Christian, broke up with me. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and they told me when I tore my ACL that it was so bad that I would probably never be able to compete again. I could probably play but not compete. Right. So, And those things were, to me... It, and my mom, my mom, bless her heart, she didn't understand your relationship with Christ or him, you know, him calling you to him mm-hmm. at that time. So she thought that I had joined a cult because I was just so in love with the Lord at that time. Everything that he <laughs> put me through. So everything that was important to me, number one, basketball, you know, my friends, the relationship, the boy that broke up with me. Take 16 with Donna Lester. We're going to pick up. Your mom thought you were in a cult. She did. She thought I was, uh, she just didn't understand when I would call her and tell her, hey, um, having a bad day, but I know the Lord is in it and things of that sort. Um, but within, let's see, it was a week. Um, I Like I said, I tore my ACL. Um, my best friend, uh, was mad at me because I was dating this guy, you know, all the important stuff in life. The boy broke up. Um, so I just went to the Lord and I was like, Hey, listen, I have told you that I want to do anything you want me to do. I want to be yours. I that's, and then you do this to me. Mm. And he, like he was sitting right next to me. He told me, I want your everything. I want to be more important than basketball. I want to be more important than friends, more important than the friend, the boyfriend, mm. even more important than your family. And that's when my relationship with the Lord started. 
mm. was that night because um, I knew that he was calling me to be bigger than just someone who believed in Jesus. Mm. And at that actually time, surrendered and followed. To surrender and giving him my everything, mm-hmm. you know. And then, um, then I was called to the ministry. Through that, you know, me and the Lord, many conversations. I was like, okay, Lord. Because um, I, I was on fire. Man, I want. I remember one time telling a friend of mine that I just wanted to go stand out on the interstate and hijack and tell everybody that I got in the vehicle with about the Lord. Um, and he did tell me at that point, the Lord, along with, you know, calling you, gave you common sense to not do things like that. So, so I never went hitchhiking. Which is probably... Probably a good thing. Yeah, probably pretty Probably why you're still with us. Yeah, and so um, whenever... I, I uh, When I would tell people... Because being in a Christian college, you're around a lot of Christians. A um, lot of people studying to be pastors. So mm-hmm. um, they knew a lot more about the Bible than I did. And so many people questioned, well, if the Lord's calling you, what's he calling you for? And I was like, I, I don't know. Mm. I have no clue. I just know he's calling me to follow him. Well, um, at that time, it seemed that any female that was called into the ministry, uh, to me, uh, was going to be a missionary in China. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go overseas. I have this fear of flying and big <laughs> bodies of water. So there was no way I was going to go over to China. And I always made the joke that I was too tall to live in China. You would? I, you would? Possibly stick out. Yeah. A little. Probably. Yeah. And so I just didn't know what he was calling me to, but I just knew that he was calling me to do his ministry. Mm -hmm. And so not until that boy who broke my heart um, asked me to marry him. What? Did I know that um, he was calling me to be a pastor's wife? That was my calling in life. Mm -hmm. And so I think the rest is history. Married that boy. We have five children later. Um, and it's been a long road in my relationship with Christ to get where I'm at. I look back and I'm like, man, how he didn't just turn me away, Mm. you know? Um, but he didn't and he's worked on me. What would you say, or would you share a struggle? Um, and obviously there's not just one, but, um, that would have been totally different had you not had a relationship with Jesus. Like something you've walked through, um, a a relationship, an experience, something that in, without a relationship with Jesus, without like Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit guiding you, it could have gone very differently. I fear, I probably, well, I don't fear it anymore because I'm released from that, but I believe that I would probably be, um, Probably still live in a small town. Don't get me wrong. I have nothing against nothing a small against a town. Because that's where we're at now. And I absolutely love it. Um, but um, probably be an alcoholic. Mm. Um, because it was just around me so much. You know, um, my family is just riddled with mm-hmm. addiction. And so um, I probably, you know, I, I, I really can't even fathom that. Just would have continued the generational. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I I just, I would have had no hope. Mm. That's what it boils no down hope, to. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who's listening right now who has no hope? Um, there, you can have hope. Mm. I know where you can get it. Um, and 
and it does that hope. I think we have a perception when we become a Christian that life is peachy. <laughs> There's no problems, not at all. When it's actually opposite of that, Very Satan so. is scared of us and he attacks us more. Um, but there's a peace um, that comes from the Lord that no matter how bad it is or how bad it will get, that you're going to get through it and it's it is going to make you stronger mm-hmm. because you have backup. Yeah, you know. I think that you know, going back to my childhood, always going to church and and. Finding things other than the Lord. I was always searching for something. You know, that's why basketball was so important to me. I could forget about the world outside mm. off of that court. Mm-hmm. When I was on that court, it was just me and the basketball. Mm. Defeating whatever that person. Right. And it was tangible. Yeah. And I could see that, you know, I was good at that. And there was always, <laughs> this sounds so weird, my... It just sounds weird, but I could beat my opponent. But when I was out of that gym, life was so heavy. I did not know that. I, I felt defeated mm-hmm. all the time. Um, but except in Christ, that defeat is not there. Mm-hmm. As long There's as victory. I'm, oh yeah, as long as I'm following him and doing what he wants, no matter even if it is a hard competitor. Um, I'm still going to win because I'm doing what the Lord wants. No matter how hard it gets, no matter your microphones don't work. Right. <laughs> if you're doing what the Lord wants you to do, it is a victory. Right. Right. I love that. Um, what would you say to someone who hasn't shared their story yet? Um, this sounds harsh. You've known me for a long time, but... I say what I think, and I've actually told my children that. If the Lord has given you a testimony, which if you're a Christian, you have a testimony. You yeah. might think it's the lamest one ever, but it's not, because there is somebody in this world that can relate to you. But if you do not share your testimony, then you're denying that person a chance to know the Lord a little bit better mm. um, and to see that the Lord um, wants to be not just your um, hope, but he wants to be many people's hope. Right. And if you're not spreading that word, then you're denying them. Mm. And first and foremost, we were created to tell the love of Jesus. Go and tell. And if you're not doing that, yeah, that's a sin, my friend. Mm. That's truth and love right there. <laughs> Woo, man. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I um, forgot to mention this in the beginning, but for those listening, I want you to know that Donna Lester, as I introduce her to people, or I tell people about her, she's the coolest chick you'll ever meet <laughs> who also happens to be a Jesus follower. So um, Donna's extremely cool. Um, so just to wrap things up, how can we be praying for you? Um, praying for me. Well, I am a mama of five, mm. so I think... That in itself. Four girls, which was a lot. Yes. And now Hudson. Our sweet little guy that we got to adopt. Yes. The Lord sent this to us from through someone else. Um, Just that I can be the example to those babies. Mm. Even though my oldest is 22, she's still my baby. Mm-hmm. That, you know, uh, no matter how many times I fail, I'm trying my best through mm-hmm. the Lord. You know, um, and show them if my kids never, if my kids were poor the rest of their life, if they, you know, as long as they were doing the Lord's work, 
then then I've succeeded as a right. mama. Right. You know. Um, so and that and just being a pastor's wife sometimes it just comes with it's so confusing. It's the most rewarding thing in the world to be. Um, but Satan gets in there and he just mm. makes you feel unworthy. Like you're not doing enough or you're doing too much or mm. are you reaching the right people? And, you know, and that's just not a pastor's wife. That's in every person right. in the world, you right. know. And so. But you're also more visible and you're on a different yeah. stage than yeah. everybody else. But, you got it. Well, thank you for sharing thank your you story and telling me. us about a man who changed not just your life on earth, but your eternity. Absolutely. And um, until next time, my friend. Bye. My dear friend, I want you to know that this man, Jesus, my guest spoke of, is relentlessly pursuing you at this very moment and longs to love you unconditionally, no matter your story. There's no fancy prayer or special words, just believe, trust, and surrender. We've listed several free resources in the show notes to help you begin your relationship with Jesus and to walk in his truth and love today and for eternity. And to my brothers and sisters, if you already have a relationship with Jesus, then I encourage you to continue to pray for our guests and all who listen to this podcast and to go tell others about a man that changed your life forever.